Hello and welcome to Camera Eats First. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are two market girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog, and this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, how we make our recipes, how we run our blog, and we keep you up to date on trending news topics in the vegan world. On today's episode, we are going to do a little bit of news, and then we are going to discuss seasonal foods and why they just keep breaking the barriers of when their season starts. <laughs> We're talking about you, pumpkin spice. That's right. We don't want to point fingers. We are pointing fingers. <laughs> <laughs> but before we discuss the lattes, let's do the news. This is Plant-Based News with Cat and Dev, bringing you their unsolicited opinions on the stories and scandals taking the vegan world by storm. Hi, and welcome to the news. I'm Devin. And I'm Catherine. Today, making news. Now, Catherine, this is a family show, so would you say that we have fudged up our future? I would say we have fudged up our future. Well, the good news is that there is ice cream here to save the day. That's that's exactly the way I'd want to save the day, with ice cream. I mean, I it's pretty straightforward i'm surprised best no one thought of, of it before worlds. yeah best of both worlds eat ice cream save the world at the same time i love it i love it <laughs> and clearly ben and jerry's is thinking like us because they launched a new flavor called unfudge our future they launched it in australia to fight the climate crisis so the flavor itself is peanut butter cookie dough but the campaign around it is so much bigger because like they've come out with a new flavor, but they've also come out with like an entire web page that talks about um, how important climate change is and how we can feel like we need to be doing something because each year we're getting closer and closer to irreparable damage and stuff like that. So they encourage you to visit this page and actually at the bottom of the page on the website, they have a form you can fill out to send an email to a representative from the government to talk about why hmm. climate change is important to you. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, like they've really gone like, this is an intense campaign. Yeah, I'm always impressed with Ben and Jerry's. Truly the best ice cream company out there. Yeah, but honestly, before recently, basically, I didn't realize they had all of these like kind of causes beyond just yeah. making delicious ice cream ben and jerry's like this is something i've known about ben and jerry's they've always been very rooted in social issues and social causes and making like local farmers and using local farmers to make their ice cream and all that kind of stuff which is one of the reasons like i like ben and jerry's so much is that they prove that you can be socially conscious and eco-friendly i'm sure not all of their business is eco-friendly but they can still support local farmers and do this and still have a multi-million dollar business mm -hmm. <laughs> like this shows that all these like big companies that say you can't do these things and like be these big companies uh yeah you can ben and jerry's did it exactly and they're also like they can't just put out a product and then put out a web page and call it a day they're also donating part of the proceeds from every pint that is sold to like fighting for our future as they say mm -hmm. yeah ben and jerry's i've always admired their firm stance on things like they don't try and make it like they don't make their responses to things corporate they just respond to things as if they're humans exactly and they've even like timed this release because the, they know that there's an October budget that's coming up that Parliament will sit and decide on, and they want money to go towards rebooting the economy, but also contributing to things that will help climate change. So that's what all of this is supposed to work towards, is getting your voice heard by Parliament in time for when Parliament makes these important decisions. Mm -hmm. um, it's only available in Australia, right? Yeah, yeah. And is it... Is it a vegan flavor? Yes, they did release a vegan flavor. Cool. Yeah. So, Australian vegans, get up in that unfudging the future. I mean, fudge brownies and peanut butter cookie dough sounds... So good. Real good. So good. I wonder if we'll see them kind of launch campaigns like this in any other country. And, like, why 
it happened in Australia, you know? I'm sure they've done campaigns like this in the past. We just didn't realize they were doing. Because mm. we haven't been paying enough attention, arguably, to Ben and Jerry's over the years of our lives. That's true. All we've been doing is just, like, blindly eating their ice cream and not even <laughs> thinking about them. Exactly. Like, probably most people. <laughs> I have a feeling this wasn't their first, like, big campaign like this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we love to see it. Mm-hmm. More companies should do it. Definitely. Okay. Speaking of something that more companies should do, do you want to talk about vegan salami? <laughs> I always want to talk about vegan salami. <laughs> <laughs> so on August 19th, so last week, a vegan brand, Renegade Food, which I think they are in the Bay Area, that's where they're located, they're launching their first plant-based salamis to their online marketplace and they're launching three different flavors they're kind of like european inspired flavors Uh but like cat i'm telling you these are perfect for a charcuterie charcuterie board and and we need them all i look for like a vegan deli meat or something like that is it's charcuterie board factor you know that's exactly what these are made for so the three flavors they have are smoked Calabrian-style Suprasada. <laughs> Suprasada. Sure. Uh, <laughs> sweet Italian Toscana and spicy Spanish-style chorizo. Those sound delicious. Right? And they look they look just like a, um, like a fancy smoked yeah. salami would look like, even though I feel like I didn't really have those that much before I was vegan. Yeah. But I had tons of those. My family was very into the salamis. Well, so I looked into, you know, getting some of this salami because they're they're selling it through their online marketplace. Right. So I was wondering, like, what 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 does that mean? Yeah. So obviously they're based in the States. Now, I put in both of our addresses and neither of them worked. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. (laughs) So unfortunately, we won't be able to try them just yet. They said that they can't ship outside of the U.S. just because of like, um, duties and customs with the fact that they are perishable items Mm. they got to figure that out i guess but i did test for just a random address in brooklyn new york to see (laughs) how much it would cost yeah so a three pack of the smoked salamis cost 39.99 or 95 us dollars and then shipping for that was 15 dollars on top that's a lot that does add up that's like that's like a full salami right that's I mean, more than a full salami they're they're not huge either but yeah you know they're also, foods, you know yeah they're also like a new company they're not that big yeah you gotta play that plant-based tax yeah exactly <laughs> um i really need someone to make a good v- vegan version of uh i think it's called genoa salami oh my god yes the one that looks like a flower oh <laughs> my gosh so that's the one i used to good. eat like that is my childhood <laughs> i miss that so much yeah i cheese and crackers and that salami or legit just that salami was one of the best things ever that's what i, I need i need something that tastes like that <laughs> i feel like we've also we've talked about that before and like how much that's one of the meat things that we miss a lot and it's also one of the trickiest things to to do vegan yeah, yeah. It's so disappointing. <laughs> I know. Yeah, salami is truly like I wasn't ever really a big deli meat person. Like I liked ham. Ham mm. was one of my favorite deli meats. But other than that, salami. It was all salami. Salami or like a kibasa mm. or something mm-hmm. like that. Like that was my jam. <laughs> oh. But like even in this article about these smoked salamis and they're like a seitan based product uh-huh. by the way um they're like yeah you should pair it with miyoko's vegan cheeses and some crusty oh. breads and some it's vegan fancy. wine and just like yes please <laughs> that's fancy though can i pair it with ritz crackers yeah, <laughs> some because melt- melted diet cheese <laughs> by the time we can afford the salami we can only afford ritz crackers to go with it yes not <laughs> We are not shading Ritz crackers, by the way. Ritz crackers are delicious. Uh, they are. I live for them. Thank you. I don't know. Are they vegan in the States as well? I don't know. 
I'm not positive on that. Okay, disclaimer, they're vegan in Canada, so we still get to enjoy them. Double check, they might be vegan in the States. Give it a look. Um, But yeah, you can't, like, there's, I feel like there's very few crackers you can just eat by themselves, but Ritz is one of them. Oh, yeah, that buttery, flaky goodness. So good. (laughs) At least, we might not have vegan salami, but at least we have Ritz crackers. (laughs) (laughs) Ritz crackers, Oreos, all the good stuff. We we can count that as a win. That's a win. Okay. Speaking of something else we really like, other than crackers and salami, you also need vegan cheese. Of course. To go on now, your charcuterie board. Yeah. And I mean, like these cheeses sound perfect. They will go with the smoked salami so well. They are a brand called Grounded Food. And they're actually an Australian couple who now lives in California and... The husband, Sean Quaid, he's like an award-winning Quaid. chef. Quaid. Like I just Dennis think of Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis Quaid is here. <laughs> oh, so so at their, like they had a restaurant back in Australia and Sean started just kind of experimenting with cheeses just for the sake of, like he likes to make foods out of other foods that you wouldn't expect. So these cheeses are actually made out of primarily like cauliflower and hemp. Oh, yeah. And they do like fermenting and some aging techniques. And then they've got like your classic stuff like garlic and mustard and onion in there. But it's all about using these unexpected ingredients. Uh Uh-huh. So That's that's an interesting like, that's a cool thing to have. Be like, yeah, this is my cheese made of cauliflower. (laughs) Right? And they, so they've made... 35 varieties but they're only launching with three now i don't know why they're holding out on us rude like why would you even tell us you made 35 varieties just say you have three cheeses it's it's such a cruel flex yeah like we have 35 but you only get three right now (laughs) i think it's because they're still like really small like they can't they're not it makes sense yeah they can't be like a brand new company and launch 35 different products But, like, the fact that they've got 35 ready to go, like, that's a solid business plan. Yeah. It means, like, if they go well, they're going to release new flavors as long as their business is going well. Exactly. So, the three that they are launching first are a hemp seed cream cheese, a hemp seed feta. Yes. And a cheese-free cheese sauce. Interesting. Random. Mm-hmm. I am now, here for the feta, though. I thought you would be. <laughs> I still haven't, like, I found a feta that's pretty darn close. But, like, I still haven't found the feta yet. <laughs> Maybe this is the one. Maybe this is the one. Um, so they actually, the first plant-based cheese, like, they ever developed was a camembert. Oh yeah, because they he said he just did it for fun because he wanted to trick people into eating a camembert that was actually made entirely of vegetables. Wow, what kind of time do you have on your hands? Yeah, <laughs> when you imagine so already own it? a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, so eats it, they're like, oh, this is delicious cheese. Prank! It's not <laughs> cheese. <laughs> that that's a really good prank. I think we should pull those pranks. We actually, should do we talked about pulling those pranks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but people were like so convinced by it that he i think he didn't tell anybody it wasn't dairy for like a full year dang because <laughs> everyone was just like yeah this tastes normal like did he put it on his restaurant menu i think or he did he have? just serve it to friends and family it doesn't specify in this article but interesting i'm telling you i honestly feel like if you didn't tell people things were vegan they might not always be able to tell like we need to do a blind taste test where they know they're eating a vegan item but they also know they're eating a non-vegan item and they have to guess which one it is (laughs) yes that could that should be like that kind of vegan science i want to do that kind of vegan science we should do it when we're able to be close to humans again yes yes or you should do it to your family oh that's you have i also could do it to my family (laughs) oh and we could do it with the same products and see what the results are like oh yeah well we've got a new spinoff series i'm glad we documented (laughs) another one in our podcast if you don't see the series it's because they all knew it was vegan (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so 
another thing that they are very proud of like i talked about the fact that he just like did it for fun but they think that that kind of sets them apart because they're not food scientists they're they're not like technologists Mm -hmm. they're just like a chef who thinks outside of the box with no formal education and he just like has fun in the kitchen and has somehow created this amazing cheese and yeah it's magic like I like that he just, like, doesn't have boundaries of food. Like, so many people, like, you think of certain ingredients and you automatically think certain things and you can't think of how you would use them in any other way. Like, I like that he doesn't seem to have those cooking boundaries. Exactly. More people should think outside the box like that. Exactly. If you want to have pizza for breakfast, pizza is now a breakfast food. You eat pizza for breakfast, it's become a breakfast food. That's all it has to be. You don't need to put breakfast ingredients on it. Any pizza can be a breakfast food. I can't think of a better example for thinking outside the box. Catherine, that was was beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to move on from the cheese. And we're going to talk about one final exciting vegan product launch. And that's uh, some some tuna. Yes. Tuna. Now, I am skeptical of the vegan tuna. Because vegan tuna I've tried in the past has not been good. Now, which brands have you tried? Oh, unless you don't want to call them Was out. it... I mean, I don't care. Was it that... It's the one that it comes in a can. I don't remember the name. It's a blue can. I think they spell it tuna. Like oh, with O's. okay. I think yeah, that's yeah. the one. It tasted like cat food. <laughs> I remember you telling me that. It's have horrible. You, have you tried the other one, Good Catch? I haven't. I remember we saw it when we went to the States and we almost bought it, but we didn't because it was expensive. Yeah. Yeah, because I also, I saw an interesting news story about that company. Oh. And they just opened a 42,000 square foot facility in Ohio. For tuna? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, it's like their um, parent company, Gathered Foods. They're the parent company of Good Catch Foods. And uh, they opened this brand new facility. Dang. Yeah. Apparently vegan tuna is booming. I mean, I I think they're gonna just focus on all vegans or oh, plant based so seafood. Tuna. Yeah, but that's still a huge step. Yeah, plant based seafood is definitely an underdeveloped market, and I am here for developing it. Exactly. That's why we're talking about this. And actually, that wasn't even the story we were talking about. <laughs> we're actually we we're talking about Nestle in Switzerland, where they developed their vegan tuna that they're calling Sensational Vuna. Yeah, which I don't like the name. What? Catherine, that rolled right off my tongue. It sounded so normal. <laughs> your face did not say it sounded normal. <laughs> or well, that it rolled off your tongue. <laughs> this is a podcast, so people can't tell what my face was like, okay? <laughs> um, now, like, disclaimer, Nestle's not a great company. No. They're no. they're a pretty shitty company. <laughs> not very ethical. Not a good company to support if you have the means to not buy their products. Just a disclaimer, but it is still exciting news to see more vegan products coming out there, which is why we're sharing this. Exactly. Like when a big company like this does put so much time and intention into a plant-based product, it kind of speaks to the spread of the movement more. Yeah. So they're not, like Catherine said, they're not the greatest company, but hopefully other big companies that are better than them will take note. Yeah, and it's also, like, I think when things like this happen, like, Good Catch launched their tuna. Vegans probably knew about Good Catch, but no one else really probably knew about Good Catch. Mm -hmm. But Nestle launches something like this, and suddenly it's not just, like, not just vegans who are learning about it. It's somebody else, some random, like, mom summer who's making school lunches and like oh there's actually a vegan version of tuna i didn't know that and like might look up some other options and think like it's just it's it's nice to see companies that are really big put some attention and focus on vegan products definitely so a little bit about this vuna you think i'm saying it right i don't know but i don't like it i don't Um, really understand like what's the v what's part of that like vegan hello oh so vegan tuna is that what it is oh okay come on Catherine. it's super creative it's it's not as creative as i thought it was (laughs) got it okay (laughs) um so they're launching first in switzerland and i think the idea is to go to at least the states and maybe germany or other places in europe um but it is a pea protein based product 
and they said they've used their culinary and technical expertise to find the right combination of plant-based protein and flavors and then they use this technology to create the rich flavor and flaky texture so very different from the cheese story we just heard because they're <laughs> all about the tech they've got this patented wet extrusion technology that they use for their plant-based meat alternatives i don't know what that means <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole lot of science i don't care to know about <laughs> don't need to know but um it's it's interesting yeah, it's it's also really cool parallel to see the different approaches to vegan food. And like it's another reason that I think is great. Like again, we're sharing this story cuz it's awesome to hear new vegan products coming out. But it's also kind of like it's it's another reason to like support those small creators because like you hear about this guy who just loves creating food and loves to be different and unique and put ingredients where they shouldn't be and all that kind of stuff. And it's so, like, passion-driven. And then you hear about Nestle, and it's all just, like, science and extruders. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> Like, there's, there's no, like, cool story to tell when Nestle launches a product. It's not like, this guy is experimenting in his kitchen with his wife, and no one knew it was vegan and all this stuff. It's literally just, like, all about tech and science. Nestle's like, we've got this really technical tuna, but we're going to call it Vuna. <laughs> Uh, home run yes good good that's good now Devin, if it did come to canada would you try it i am curious like i don't think i've tried any tuna products yet i'm happy for you oh thank you um (laughs) but i'm still very very happy with my chickpea tuna (laughs) chickpea tuna is good but i will say like more um seafood options are very appealing like especially if we're gonna go the sushi route that would be pretty cool with me if that became more of a thing so and maybe that's something we'll see out of this facility that is opening in ohio you know more products like that i would also love an easily accessible vegan artificial crab because like Mm -hmm. artificial crab exists already but it's not vegan because it just uses other fish like I'm sure you could figure out a way to make it vegan. It's not even crab anyways. (laughs) So weird. Yeah. (laughs) Like, no judgment, but that's weird. Like, I legit used to love artificial crab, though. (laughs) I know. Me too. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) All right. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of In the News. I'm Devin. And I'm Catherine. And that's the way the flaky Vuna flakes. Oh, you guys should see Catherine's face now. <laughs> what are you talking about? All right, it's time to talk about pumpkin spice and other seasonal foods. Pumpkin spice crawling into the wrong month. <laughs> well, and I wouldn't even call it crawling. You know what? They were just like head first running straight in. <laughs> like Kool-Aid man style? <laughs> yeah. There's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um so what inspired this conversation is that dunkin donuts released their pumpkin spice menu this week or last week in the middle of august they were like (laughs) but it's still summer (laughs) i mean granted they do have like some chilled pumpkin spice options on the menu but it's not just the chilled ones launched right Exactly. And it's not just like the drinks. It's the some of the food items too, right? Like I'm curious to the strategy behind this. Like, yeah, let's start it in August. Are they just trying to get ahead of Starbucks? Well, you know, Catherine, I actually I did some research. Um, <laughs> I'm s- I love a researched episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was curious, like... It timeline seemed, of pumpkin spice lattes yeah you know what it seems like every year they're pushing it more and more before you know it it's going to be pumpkin season in april <laughs> and it'll be a very short break without pumpkin spice it'll be mostly pumpkin spice in your world it'll be pumpkin spice all year long it's Which, no longer a season it's a pumpkin spice life it's a lifestyle that's right <laughs> now the first pumpkin spice latte 
launched in 2003. Wow. That's how, yeah, that's how old the PSL is. Who 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 launched it? It was Starbucks. Okay, classic. And it they launched it because their um their holiday drinks were very popular, like their peppermint mocha and their eggnog latte. They were like, yeah, they're like, there's nothing for the pumpkin season. There's nothing for the fall season. People love a limited run item. That is a huge part of it, right? Yes. So they started developing this pumpkin spice latte in January 2003. And then by fall, they launched it. Now, I'm saying fall. They launched it in fall. What was the, do you remember the date? Did it say? No, I couldn't find the exact date. Like, because, like, fall, I guess, is technically end of September, right? If you go by actually, like, when the season starts. It's, like, September yeah. 21st or something like that. Yeah. So, let's, let's probably assume that it was at least close to end of September. It was definitely in September or later. Yeah. It, it was, was I would August. Ass- honestly, for the first one, I would probably assume it was, like, a month long or, like, October, November in length. Because exactly. American Thanksgiving is in November. Exactly. Now, in my research, you know, I was trying to look up when does a pumpkin spice latte get launched and why is that date what it is? Catherine's laughing at me, but this (laughs) is very serious and I think we need to educate ourselves. Check out Devin's thesis on pumpkin spice lattes and their (laughs) effect on our culture. Uh, Actually, they have had a huge effect on our culture. Imagine um, reading history books from the years 2000 to 2020 and being like, you're in the pumpkin spice chapter now. This is when pumpkin spice really changed the game and really changed culture. <laughs> it's Well, you know, Kat, it is kind of like an aesthetic, right? Oh, definitely. Like, where's my PSL? I need my PSL. Yeah, it has become like a token for fall. Exactly. Um, and so the reason, like whenever they release these limited edition products they kind of come with their own marketing setup because it's like oh you got to get it now it's limited time so there's automatically like this incentive right Mm -hmm. so every year they launch them earlier and earlier because they're like more time to sell them more time to make more money yeah and i assume they're premium drinks so they cost more money yeah they're pretty pretty fancy so they do cost they do cost more I don't yeah. know how much a PSL is, but I can tell you that a gingerbread latte will uh, cost you upwards to $7 if you put a lot oh of espresso in it. my goodness. That is lunch. Catherine, you, sometimes you got to treat yourself. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I'm going to make you a gingerbread latte this year so that you don't have to buy one ever again. Well, you know, last year I did go looking for the gingerbread latte syrup so I could make them myself. <laughs> And then you didn't make them yourself. I never did get my hands on. I got my hands on some nasty gingerbread syrup. (laughs) You could probably, like, a simple syrup is really easy to make. It's sugar, water, and then whatever flavorings you want to do. So you can make that yourself. I think I looked into that too. And I also almost had, like, a bottle from Starbucks. Okay, I I know what your Christmas gift is going to be this year. (laughs) Oh, my God, I can't wait. Um, but this also does kind of like lead into the debate that you and I were having about like when we saw that, oh, PSLs are out now. We're like, it's too early. Like um, that pushes all the other dates. Does that mean that like as soon as Halloween passes, we should be getting the Christmas drinks? Which I feel like almost already happens. Probably. Like I don't really know the like I don't get any of these specialty drinks mainly because I'm cheap. But like. So I don't really know the dates they launch, but I do feel like that Starbucks launched it probably early November. All like their holiday cups and their holiday drinks and all that stuff. Yeah, I feel like there's been debate before over their holiday cups launching before or after Remembrance Day and Veterans yes. Day. Yes. Um so they must launch the drinks at the same time. So I think it is after early November. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, when you think about the fact that Americans have Thanksgiving Almost at like the end of November. That means that their PSL season is starting in August and going all the way until November. Their PSL season is like so long. Yeah. That's a lot of PSL. Mid-August to end of November? That's over three months. That's too long. And when it comes to these specialty drinks, like I don't know about 
I think with pumpkin spice as well, it's not that like there's a hard date where it's like there's no more. You, they just disappear. It's that when they run out of supplies to make them. Yeah. So like with gingerbread lattes, I was still getting them into mm, maybe February because I was like, Dang. you guys got any gingerbread latte left? At least with that, like February is still winter. Like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That seems fine. And gingerbread isn't necessarily immediately tied to the holiday season. Like gingerbread mm-hmm. is still a spice that is cozy and good for winter. That's fair. But like I don't ima- pumpkin spice is not a spice that's cozy in the middle of 30 degree weather. No. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw a tweet too that was like, you know, I woke up and it was like 30 degrees and I just have such a craving for pumpkin spice <laughs> and coziness. No. <laughs> Like, I understand, like, fall is very much the aesthetic that people like. And usually once you get towards the end of August, people are like, I'm ready for fall. I'm ready for sweaters and orange and all these, like, beautiful coziness and all that stuff. But, like, doesn't mean they're actually ready to drink a pumpkin spice latte. They're just saying that, you know? <laughs> I I completely agree. And I will say, like, pumpkin spice lattes actually linger for a long time at least in canada because i know i was picking up some psls for a friend in end of december yeah end of december yeah you're a big um limited time item person eh? <laughs> i know right I'm, to I'm, the very last drop <laughs> i just i really like gingerbread lattes Catherine. um <laughs> So, Devin, okay, if you were going to set the PSL season, what is the PSL season to you? I need a a start date and an end date. Okay, okay. Start date, I'm going to say September 21st. Dang. Um, I just feel like, you know, the evenings are getting crispy enough. Yeah, now are we going... So, because obviously it's, it's harder to think about this being in Canada because our Thanksgiving is done by beginning of October and then Halloween and pretty much the fall season fall season holidays are done at the end of October because we don't have anything in November so like are we gonna are we thinking about this from a Canadian perspective or a North American perspective I mean if you go North American perspective then it really kind of throws everything off because a person in Florida doesn't even know what a season is (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think and like also when it comes to things like this like i never think north american perspective because i don't think about thanksgiving in november (laughs) like once thanksgiving (laughs) once halloween is over to me the fall season holidays are over (laughs) i I wouldn't go that far i'm not as aggressive with transitioning into no i'm not saying i'm not saying it's the immediate transition into a new season of holidays i'm just saying like fall holidays are done by halloween right there can be some buffer in the middle where there's nothing going on okay okay because i would say like psl season can end november 18th Okay, so that would be before American Thanksgiving. Because American Thanksgiving is typically around my birthday. Yeah, I know. Hmm. Should I push that? Should I say it's up like, to you, November whatever 28th? you think. <laughs> so give them two I'm, full months. I should give them at least two full months. Yeah, so okay, so my thoughts would actually be PSL could start around the time back to school starts. So like second week of September. I think is I think is fair. It might be early. I appreciate the idea that it would be the first day of fall, though, because I think that makes sense because it is a fall spice okay. and a fall type of thing. But I'm I'm gonna give them to like mid September type, like when back to school starts. You can kind of start bringing it in. Okay. And then, I think it's latest middle of November. I don't care about American Thanksgiving. <laughs> like to me thanksgiving being at the end of november doesn't make sense (laughs) (laughs) i can't even wrap my head around it because i'm so used to thanksgiving being at the beginning of october that i just like i my canadian mind cannot get around thanksgiving being outside of october (laughs) so i'm gonna say middle of october if not early or sorry november that's what i meant middle of november if not early november okay but like it can have some lingering because it is still a cozy spice to have in the yeah. winter time. That's fine. Okay. And then does that mean like for both of us? Wh- what about the 
you know the holiday drinks when do those should those kick in i think holiday drinks should kick in mid-november so like they kind of goes psl and then the holiday drinks like one transitions out one transitions in i think so okay i I can appreciate that i can appreciate that i think the big big month for the holiday drinks would be obviously december but i think launching them like two weeks prior to the like big actual month makes sense which Mm -hmm. is why i would say middle of september makes sense for psl it's like two weeks out from october which i assume is the big season for psl Mm -hmm. which again probably in the states that differs a little bit it'd probably be more october like mid-october to Mm mid-november because thanksgiving's later but that's why i say i say like it's fair to be two weeks before the like season when people expect psl to be is when i think you can do it Okay. Now what about like the holiday drinks lingering after Christmas? What's uh what's that cutoff date for you? I'd see I, I like the idea of them using up their supply because I don't think they should cut it off. No. But maybe they shouldn't cut it off before they run out because that's just food waste. Yeah. But um maybe they should cut their supply a little bit down if it's mm. lasting all the way until February. Like to me, this is what's weird about me. Like I love Christmas, you know that about me. What? But like and like Hutch will be the first one to tell you this. He hates it about me. I take my Christmas stuff down December 26th. It is weirdly aggressive of you. I don't understand it either. <laughs> like I am just, I'm done. Like I still listen to Christmas <laughs> I'm music. I still listen to Christmas music. I still do all this kind of stuff. But by like, I find like if I don't take it down December 26th, it's going to stay up till February and I'm going to forget about it and all this stuff. So I just like I'm in that hustle and bustle like holiday mindset. So I just take it down December 26th. I think I'm more surprised that you don't want it up until February. Like it's cozy and pretty. So this is the thing. I used to have a mini tree up basically year round (laughs) (laughs) because like it's very nice light like I loved having the light of like Christmas tree lights and all that kind of stuff but my big ass tree it just takes up so much room in my time maybe if I had a house and had more room I would like it up a little longer get ready for when I have a house Devin oh boy get ready but like in my tiny ass apartment right now that hardly has room for like I can't use half of my the chairs on my kitchen table when the tree's up because That's the fair. tree's in front of it. <laughs> um, it's either that or block the entrance to my closet. I respect that this is a very practical decision. <laughs> like to me, like I have, like I love the decorations and also like I appreciate when people leave their lights up for a long time yeah. outside. Like I love that and I would do that year round if I had control of what my house looked like. Um. But I don't know. I just like it just it comes down. I, it's just always been me because my mom's always done that, too. She's also always puts up the tree like she used to put up the tree the day after my birthday because she didn't want Christmas to take over my birthday, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. But now I would love Christmas to take over my birthday. <laughs> 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 yeah, I put my tree up too early and I take it down too early for Hutch's liking. Well, that's just something you guys are going to have to work out. And I don't think that any uh, holiday specialty drinks can help you there. <laughs> right. Holiday specialty drinks. I think yeah, you're just ready to keep talking about Christmas <laughs> yeah. trees for another 10 minutes. <laughs> I think it's fair to have them run until like end of January. Like the tail mm-hmm. end of just using up the extra stuff. Yeah. Into February feels like a little bit much. It's fine. It's really fine. I know. Devin wants it. If you had the option of them extending gingerbread lattes, would you want it? Because you love that stuff. I know, but I think it also is nice that it's special. Yeah. You know? I, um, I get that. But that also, like... so silly. To me, like, gingerbread one is one that could easily be extended because it's, like, sandwiched in between, like, cold months anyways. Like, March is still kind of cold, at least in Canada. Right. Or at least where we are in Canada. Yeah. And, like, if you launched it earlier it's cold yeah (laughs) like with pumpkin spice latte where their issue runs in is that the season before them is summer (laughs) yeah that is not a season for pumpkin spice no it's weird now also so one of the things that like pumpkin spice season generally speaking has a longer season than the like christmas holiday season the winter holiday season but people aren't mad about that one. But they're always mad about the holiday season one being long. 
What is that? I mean, I do think it's because I think the holiday season is much more aggressive because they have music going and lights and decorations, which like I get. Mm-hmm. But people don't seem as upset when pumpkin spice launches earlier and earlier. I mean, I I don't know if they're upset, but I think they are kind of confused. Confused. <laughs> yeah. Just like can you chill out? Like, I would love to see, understand the decision why. Like, were they like, wow, people are really, really wanting this. Like, we launched it a week earlier than last year, this year. And it's like, people accepted it. So let's launch it even earlier and try. Are they just going to keep going until people are literally like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I want to believe that they have like a cutoff time where we, okay, we won't go any earlier than this. But let's push it another week this year because yeah. ka-ching. I'm also very curious when Starbucks decides to launch theirs this year. Because Starbucks hasn't yet. Only not Dunkin' yet. Donuts. Yeah, but I feel like Starbucks is not going to be far behind. Because I think they've done an know. August launch before. Because, like, to me, in my eyes, like, Starbucks is the one that decides when the launch is. Like, Dunkin' Donuts is great and all. And maybe I'm wrong because I'm Canadian and don't know the hype behind Dunkin' Donuts. Mm. But it feels like to me that, like, people are like, oh, cool, Dunkin' Donuts is doing it. But, like, people are really waiting for starbucks to launch it i mean starbucks is the one that invented it so i feel like they kind of deserve that status yeah right they're the originator of it exactly they are the psl now (laughs) what about other seasonal drinks like i was trying to think about or just uh, seasonal items from other seasons and the only one i could think of was s'mores yes you don't really see that overlapping anywhere no, it's a summer thing. Yeah, and that's because it, people associate it. it with camping, but it also doesn't really make sense because you can have <laughs> s'mores year round. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like that one, especially like I feel like s'mores in the winter is a cozy thing. Like that oh, is like a nice. s'mores hot chocolate. Yeah, that is great. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I like I'm fine with s'mores being a winter thing and a fall thing. Maybe not a <laughs> spring thing. Oh, I, don't I was going to say doesn't feel like a spring thing to me is there anything that could be every season but isn't that's a seasonal thing now yeah um, yeah i'm trying to think of what is a seasonal thing <laughs> I know. i'm trying to think of seasonal items on people's menus all i could think of was gingerbread latte pumpkin spice latte s'mores drinks does like does anywhere do like very summery iced drinks yeah, like Starbucks has their um, refreshers, right? Are those, those aren't year round though? I don't, I think you can get some kind of like tea based refresher drink, but they always have specialty flavors that yeah. are only in the summer, right? So they basically fill every time in between the seasonal drinks with some kind of specialty limited edition product so that you have to go try it. Yeah, limited edition things are like, that's like, like bank for things people like for promotional stuff and getting people back in the store because people do get bored but then you change it up with a seasonal product or like a limited time product and people will come back and then maybe they'll find something else once you get rid of it exactly because like there's not necessarily everybody has like a go-to thing right there's some people that try seasonal things a lot so if you always have seasonal items running you're guaranteed to get those people too I feel like I could very easily be one of those people. (laughs) Would you ever drink eggnog out of the holiday season? Oh, God, I don't even want to drink it during the holiday season. (laughs) That one one definitely, we cannot flex on that one. No way. What about cider? Like hot cider? cider. Yeah, so, like, I wonder, like, has anyone ever made an ice cider and tried to do it in the summer? At what point is that just, like, apple juice? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's already. Is this just hot apple juice? Is that what cider is? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it seems like uh, it to me. Or like yeah. you drink uh, a cold cider, like a hard cider. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Cranberry. What about cranberry stuff? Um, Can that creep out? I think so because I know there's a lot of cranberry based ciders, speaking of which. That are all season long. Yeah. But like cranberry is also very much a holiday thing. And like fall too. I think I think cranberry is slowly starting to like creep out of that whole seasonal thing where cranberry is only used for cranberry sauce. 
Yeah. Which, like, guys, don't sleep on cranberries. Cranberries are great. So, like, the limited edition products, they, they there's no end to them. And once you get past, like, those classic seasonal items the rest are just kind of like here's another experiment that turned out okay <laughs> limited time only yeah pretty much but really so, we only get upset about pumpkin spice latte in august <laughs> yeah <laughs> so devin yep what's your favorite seasonal item other than the gingerbread latte why would you do that to me other that we know that's your favorite what's your second favorite okay I I do like a peppermint mocha. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's gross. Oh, well, yeah, it's got everything. that You don't like mint chocolate, do you? No, I hate mint chocolate. And I, I do. And throw some coffee in there and it's uh, Catherine's that, Nightmare and I love it. That is, yeah, truly peppermint mocha is one of, like, it's literally an abomination in my mind. <laughs> okay, so in your mind, what, what do you like? Uh, again, I also, I just, like, don't drink any of that stuff i used to like i used to drink the um i don't know if it's a limited time thing the only thing that's like kind of special that i used to drink was the starbucks like green tea lemonade mm-hmm. thing that mm-hmm. they used to have i loved that but i don't remember the last time i <laughs> bought anything i guess if i'm going to a coffee shop and i'm getting something my first choice is always a matcha latte but right. i don't think that's seasonal anymore no 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 or no. if it was ever seasonal no that's just a lifestyle exactly yeah so like i don't really get these seasonal products i've never had a pumpkin spice latte i've never had a gingerbread latte i also hate coffee so a lot of these seasonal products are usually coffee based especially like the seasonal products i'd be interested in like i I would like a good hot chocolate based one that i can have that's fair but i mean i feel like we're also kind of forgetting about the pumpkin based food items that come out right oh i love a pumpkin muffin and actually i will buy that year round pump yeah i would buy a pumpkin muffin year round pumpkin muffin with like a cream cheese like drizzle or something or a cream cheese filling some of them have right but most places only sell that in pumpkin season yes which is truly 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 heartbreaking because that is a delicious I almost said delicious pumpkin. That is a delicious muffin. <laughs> also, like, you would you eat gingerbread cookies year-round? Oh, heck yeah. There's actually a lot of the food-based items. Like, I don't really like the food rules where it's like, this only eats in this season and this season. Like, We know, we know. Pizza for breakfast. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would love to have so many seasonal things that we have. So, like, uh, Hutch's family has minced tarts for the holidays every year but they only have it for the holidays and like this is sadness this is like one of the most delicious things i've ever had why would you not make this year round it's this so is silly <laughs> i'm like please make this for me year round <laughs> i think every year i say you know what i'm gonna make gingerbread cookies whenever i feel like and then i just never do so maybe I... oh you know what i just thought about what a s'more that has a gingerbread cookie as a base Ooh, oh, oh my god I my want goodness that. yeah that would be delicious whoa i gotta I go also, so like i gotta go make that right now <laughs> i'm starting to think that like there's a between you and me there's a lot of things that we say we'd want year round but when it comes down to it i do think we appreciate the extra kind of bit of specialness it adds to it when we only have it in a certain time of year you're right it's important that we come to this self-awareness so, like, one of the things that it's not food, and Devin's going to hate me for bringing it up, Christmas music. Like, I say I could listen to it year-round, and sometimes I do. Like, sometimes I'll randomly just be like, if I need a pick-me-up, I'll listen to some Christmas music. But, like, I don't, I try not to listen to it, like, outside of, like, my holiday season. <laughs> because, also because it's like, it makes that season a little bit more special, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we feel that way it's good to have things that are special yeah it's good to have those like savor moments right where you're like i don't want this to just be normal i want it to be like every time i have it i'm like thank you i have this <laughs> exactly exactly yes. now before we do wrap up on these um specialty items i think we should also note really quick that when dunkin donuts launched their pumpkin spice menu this year um they also launched with oat milk on their menu. 
Yes. The oat milk continues its takeover. Super exciting for people who like oat milk. Yeah, so you can get their um, pumpkin spiced pumpkin drinks um, with oat milk added to it. I think there is a charge. I want to say I saw that it was like 75 cents or something like that to get it. Makes no sense. Oats are so cheap. So cheap. It's silliness. It is silliness, but hopefully we will see that not be a normal thing anymore because I know a lot of people are like, why do the non-dairy milks always cost extra? Yep. Just because they're new does not mean they should cost extra. Um, But also something that I just thought of before we go, seasonal stuff directly, like, when should bloggers start promoting seasonal things? Oh, well... like, when can I start making soup recipes and sharing oh, it on God. the blog? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is, I actually saw this. I think the first mess posted about this is that she started seeing some bloggers already post very fall-like recipes. And she's like, are we ready for this? Like, are <laughs> we ready for fall-type recipes? <laughs> like, it's August. I mean, yeah. And, like, as a food blogger, your seasons get extended or they get shifted. Because, like, we're already kind of like, oh, we got to make fall recipes. Those ingredients might not be around. Halloween starts in September. Christmas starts in October. Yeah, it is August 21st when we're recording this. And we are already making and filming October recipes. Madness. It's madness. So, like, our fall season has begun. (laughs) Well, I guess we can go get ourselves a pumpkin spice latte then. Perfect. Let's just embrace the blogger seasons. In conclusion, we're going to go against everything we just said and go have a PSL. Thanks for listening. Let me know if you would like me to start some fall recipes, even though everything in September is recorded already. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Yeah. this was a productive discussion. (laughs) This was a fun chat because like, honestly, a lot of food trends are kind of interesting when you actually dive into them and consider them. Yeah. So I think we should uh, embrace this more and consider some more food trends and what they mean, where they came from, and how we feel about them. If you guys have food trends that you'd like us to talk about, let us know. Because I do love food trends. I think it's so interesting. Like, when charcoal was so popular, I was like, why is this popular? Mm -hmm. Why do we want our food to be, like, pitch black? Maybe we're going to talk about that next. (laughs) This doesn't look appetizing. I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, uh, yeah. So let us know if there's some food trends that you're interested in that you think are really amazing or you think are kind of odd, you know? Yeah, and you can find all of our vegan recipes at our blog at twomarketgirls.com. They might be odd too. Let us know. Our videos are on YouTube. <laughs> we're Two Market Girls. And we're also Two Market Girls on all of the socials. If you search our breakfast category, you'll only find pizza. <laughs> that is that not okay. true. Well, you not know, true. you gotta think outside the box, like Catherine says. Sh- should we like not s- separate our recipes based on meal? Because like, if we shouldn't, if we are advocating for these like no boundaries type thing, no food boundaries, I feel like we should not like force pizza into the dinner category. Oh, but be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss future discussions about breaking boundaries about <laughs> you know when you eat certain foods. We're just eat it whenever find cupcakes in the dinner section time is an illusion yes (laughs) (laughs) okay have pizza for for breakfast and everyone have some pizza for breakfast you'll be so much happier if you do (laughs) and a pumpkin spice latte (laughs) for your summertime (laughs) treats goodbye (laughs) bye